Welcome, everyone. We're here for another podcast on the Flow Show. It's episode 191. Nikita Luther, who is fresh off the show Game of Gold, still going on, actually. We're going to talk about that. And before we dive in, want to thank our sponsor, Club GG, where you can create poker clubs for free, play with your friends, and win hundreds of thousands of dollars in prizes monthly. So thank you for that. And uh, Nikita, thank you for your time to be here today. I really appreciate it. I know you're in India. It's, it's late there. So thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure to be here. It's not ever too late for poker players, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, I've been following your content for a while. I think you're doing really, really good work. You always bring the same energy to everything you do, and I'm. Uh, it's honestly a, a, an honor to be uh, talking to you here. Well, listen, you are you are you're kind enough to come on the GG Millions, do commentary as well. You just had a deep run in the main event, the World Series of Poker. You got uh, like 96th or eighth for. You know, final 100 out of 10,000 people, pretty crazy. And now you're on yeah. Game of Gold, which is the the hot show in, in, in poker right now. It's pretty crazy. I watched the first two episodes. It really is like, it, the, the, it's amazing how dramatic and how high production value it is. Maybe let's let's start with that. And then we're going to cover your whole life in, in about an hour. So let, let's start in the present. Tell me about Game of Gold. How has that been? How, how are you enjoying that? Let's just only cover through the first two episodes, right? Because it's shot already. But yeah, tell me about that. Okay, I'm going to give you some little-known information okay. uh, just just for the Jeff Groves podcast. So I we like were, um, of course, 16 players invited from different parts of the world, and yeah. we were not told uh, who's going to be on the show. So it was a huge secret. Nobody knew who else was going to be there. Of course, you're friends with some of them, so you kind of know they're going to be there. We were all put in the same hotel, but we weren't allowed to interact before the show. So even if we bump into anyone at breakfast, that's fine. They can't be too strict about it, but we couldn't make plans because, of course, most some of us knew each other. We were forbidden from making any plans and there was all the suspense. And it actually, the filming got delayed by a day or two because mm -hmm. Daniel Negreanu got... Uh, caught up with uh, making some final table casually, some huge final table. And so he couldn't fly immediately. So we had to delay the filming for a day. So it was just an extra day in isolation. Right. <laughs> not to, not knowing what lies ahead, not knowing who's on the show, what's going to happen, what the yeah. format is. No idea. We were just told that we are going to fly you to Korea, South Korea. And that's it. And we just went. <laughs> So it was it was quite unnerving, and I feel that is an aspect, the suspense and the fact that the players were completely in the dark is uh, an aspect that hasn't really come out yet from the show, even though there was some mention in uh, the first episode, but it, it's, uh, you know, really adds to the excitement of what we were facing there. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And I mean, I, I, I got to say, I'm the... I mean, we're going to talk about some of the stuff, the, some of the situations and the format and all that, but it, it is, uh, have you done anything like this in your life? Anything remotely similar to this at all? Or is this just a complete different experience? Actually, it's funny you asked me that. Uh, we have done something similar like that in uh, India. We have okay. something called a poker sports league, which is a team's format in poker. So you have teams, uh, different state-based teams. So you have a Delhi team, a Mumbai team, a Bangalore team. These are different states in India. And each team has a team owner and they have different categories of players. So some are uh, pros, some are wildcards, some are qualifiers who come through uh, qualifying through certain rounds. 
So it's actually very interesting. So there's this whole team element that I am used to and I know what it is like. Uh, I was actually the one of the uh, few people on the founding concept of this. So we were okay. at, on the sorry, business side of it. And uh, I, I, at the time, I was the chief of uh, chief operating officer of uh, Poker Sports League, and uh, we uh, brought this concept to India. And we realized that you know when teams play, it's an entirely different ball game because you are playing for your team and not for yourself anymore. So the responsibility and and funnily enough, even that was a free role. Of course, there were no buy-ins, but yeah. there was a price pool, and there, I mean there were sponsorships and things like that. And people were just doing things that they would never do when they themselves are playing. And just because they were so scared to disappoint their team or be the one to be responsible for eliminating their team. And that that kind of pressure is just something entirely different that you can't describe till you actually experience that. Well, it, it's it's watching it. You know, it reminds me a bit of Premier League. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Like they did this Premier League where it was like 12 players and you place the sit and goes eight handed. So I, I did that in 2013. It was the last one, I think season seven. And it gave me a little bit of that feeling with the, you know, the points and the, the, but the, the fact of the team right. component and it's very intense. Like I, you made a fold actually, I want to cut over and, and it would end up being like a genius fold. Uh, let's see right here where it was like an all in. And then it ended up, I think what ACE queen suited and they, they got in against ACE eight or no, it was, I don't know if this was, was this the one or you got this one in, but you made a big fold. I don't know if it was this hand or another one. It's the very last hand. It's if is king, is eight and is queen. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it was. It was this right here. I don't know if I'm allowed to even play this because it might like copyright or knock me out. Even though I, I you mean, know, yeah. I think it's okay if you're playing it from the YouTube channel and it shows. Uh, I did yeah. ask the GG team if it's okay to take some snapshots for social media content. They said, please go ahead. So. Yeah. Yeah. This was, um, yeah. So I guess, you know, I, people can watch the show. They, they, they're, they're going to get to see it if they haven't already seen it. What what was going through your head when you did release the, the ACE queen hand here when you folded ACE queen? Honestly, you know, I, um, everyone is shell shocked and I don't think it's that shocking. And believe me when I say I'm not a net, anyone who knows me or has played with me, as interacted with me knows I am way more on the aggressive side. Although I don't want to give that away because now I have this beautiful <laughs> image. <laughs> but for me, ICM concentrations were ridiculously high. You have to consider that we were not disclosed the format of the next round. We were not disclosed the point system of the next round. We were just told that this this is supposed to be the first round and uh, it, it will hold the lowest points. But we weren't told the distribution of the points or the system. And for, for me to be uh, eliminated first for my team would mean the lowest points and the lowest uh, round with, I mean, the the cheapest round and the lowest points. And I've never wanted to get into an ICM situation like that where the chip leader has opened and the shortest stack has jammed and I'm somewhere in the middle and I'm just re-jamming ace-queen when there's such a huge chance for the chip leader to just flick it in for the short stack. It's not a lot of chips and just see an elimination go down there. As mid-stack, I really think it's not that shocking. Uh, I mean... 
what I, I actually love the most about the show is you got the different rooms of reactions for all different situations. Cause you, the, the beautiful thing about poker is there's different ways and thought process. Cause you even see in like, let's call it, I'd say the team that's the most, you know, experienced or the biggest Jason Kuhn, Daniel Negreanu, you know, Kevin Martin in there. Right. But Daniel and Jason have played, they're playing the high rollers and at the highest level top of the game right now. But even you see them like on spots where it's like queen 10 suited, like he, you know, they're saying, Oh, you should min and Michael Soiza. I mean, he's in yeah. there. He's, a, he's, he's in his right. He was actually one of my last guests on the podcast as well. He's one of the, the top players in the world, winning Triton events, uh, an yeah. absolute legend player. And they're all having different thought processes on the stuff. Right. So it's like, that's why it's so cool. You know, Jason's like, you got to shove queen 10 suited. Daniel and Mike are kind of like, Oh, you know, you could raise and, and not shove. So like, <clears throat> it's just not always one way to play it. I'm on your side here. I don't think it's that close either. It's a sit and go. It's points. It's laddering. You're at risk. You know, it's such a big part of sit and goes is being first in. You don't want to call off. There's still another player behind all these things. So exactly. everyone was, it, it makes a lot of sense. It just, I think to the yeah. most people would say it's crazy to fold, but it's not, it's really not crazy at all. I, I would have folded myself. I wouldn't even thought about it. Yeah, it's such a big, it, it, you're absolutely right. Such a big element uh, as, element over there is that I wasn't closing the action. I still had the chip leader left to act. And the collision effect is something that, of course, ICM teaches you. It tells you that if there's a chance that the short stack busts, you should let them just bust and take yeah. the pay jump. So the uh, risky V of putting it in with the screen when you're not even closing the action is just, it's not, of course, uh, people are divided. And like poker is a game of infinite solutions. You always have some percentage assigned to so some uh, right. answer right at all times so it's not always black and white but in that moment when you're playing in a team's format and there's so much icm and collision effect and being the shortest stack uh i i was sure that i did not even want to consider calling there i had already made up my mind for sure well it, it is again it's a it's the the, the uh, drama how they make it in these hands it's it really is special and i, I believe the same producers and um you know, it's a squid game, right? It's some of the, like the high, highest value production and stuff. And I, I've helped out as well and was talking with them and like casting. I remember before when it was coming up and it was just like, it was so exciting. I hope there are going to be numerous seasons of this. And, and again, we've seen only two, I think episode three released today, right? So three of maybe 12 episodes or so. And yeah. it, it's very fun. And and it's uh, it's an amazing format. And again, well, I, we can't spoil anything. So I, I hope you did well. I hope it worked out for you. <laughs> hope we won't know. But, um, but yeah, no, it's very fun. And, and, uh, I hope everyone does get to check that out. Um, so yeah. So, yeah. okay. Let's, let's, that's, that's current. That's fresh. That's exciting. So, sorry, Tell me I, I would like to, so, can I interrupt you? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 So, uh, it's funny you brought up squid games because squid games was, uh, of course the inspiration for the show that, you know, people are just dying out and there's only one person standing and the prize pool of 459,000 US dollars is the same amount that was up for grabs and squid games and that's another list. right is it 456 four, 456 correct yes yeah 456,000 dollars is the exact amount that squid games had up for grabs and that's where that weird figure comes from in the prize pool so squid yeah. games is the inspiration very nice. Yeah, it's interesting. I didn't, I didn't actually, I didn't realize that was the same number, but um, yeah, yeah, super cool. Again, Game of Gold, that is on YouTube. You can check it out on GG Poker's channel. And 
Yeah, very exciting. Very, I, I, I will say the feedback is amazing. Everyone loves it. I, I people are asking me all the time, why aren't you, you know, got to be on there. This is so cool. What's going on? This is the best, like so fun. And it, it is cool to see poker get this sort of feel. And they did a, did a great job with that. But tell me about yourself. So you, when did you get into poker? You've won a bracelet. You're, you live in India. And tell me a little bit about your, your uh, start in poker. How did you get into poker? I started like everyone else playing as a hobby and I honestly thought I'm gambling and then over time I realized that if I repeat certain strategies and patterns it actually turns out to be profitable for you and profitable means like I was playing for free play chips then uh, with my friends on Facebook uh, literally so I, I really enjoyed uh, seeing myself climb up the leaderboard versus my friends and then just troll them the next day and slowly I started studying the game so I could troll my friends even more and uh, eventually started really falling in love with the studying of the game and understanding how the math works, how the probabilities work, how game theory works and uh, next thing you know I'm just playing live tournaments and then there was no looking back. Uh, it just uh, it just sucked me in and it was... It was honestly a very... Uh, it was also a journey of self-discovery for me. Uh, I just realized a lot about myself through poker and a lot of about my mindset and my resilience and my patience. And it just brought out so many aspects of my personality that I owe to this game that uh, it was just very, very cool to be, uh, I, I just, uh, you know, very cool to be involved in this uh, world and also understand that it's actually a sport. It's a mind sport and it's not gambling. And... Yeah, I just saw a lot of uh, results in tournaments specifically, and I decided to take it on professionally after, actually after my bracelet. And <laughs> yeah, you mentioned the bracelet because you got in poker, it looks like 2015, your first results of, of live, of course, a fourth place. It's nice to make a final table, your first hand of mob cash. I feel every guest, 95% of the poker guests on the show make a final table in their first hand of mob cash. I think there's something to that, to make the final table and being exciting, but you, 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 you got in and you got a score, you know, you, you hit a nice score here, but we'll let's just, let's just tell me about that first time playing a live event. What was that like? And, and, and when did, how did you go and decide to go do that? And were you playing online before this or was this, this your first thing in poker? Yeah. Now? Yeah. I was playing online a little bit, very like micro stakes. Uh, I was also, I actually have more of a cash game background uh, when I was playing as a hobby and not yep. professionally. I was playing a lot of cash games um, uh, with friends, unorganized, just friendly games, things like that. And then, yeah, that is very cool that you said 95% of your guests have a final table at their first score. Yeah. It, it makes total sense because then you think that you, you feel something you've never felt before and you try to recreate it again and again. Yeah. And uh, I think my first experience was really exciting. And as I was running deep, I just got so, I mean, I was just so very fierce about wanting to get to that final table. I, I can't, like, I put everything of my soul and my heart to really get there. And I remember being so passionate about the game and uh, actually ma managing to make it there, uh, you know, like blinding down to one and a half big blinds and three big blinds multiple times and just not giving up and hanging in there and just like how much it meant to me at that time. Yeah. So that is, that is my first memory of that tournament. Yes. 
That's very cool. And your and your your bracelet. Tell me what that's like because it was kind of unique. I mean, it's a tag team event, so you do end up winning yeah. it with a joint partner, which is a, a very you know not uh, normal, right? Because this is a format they've they introduced. <laughs> I've done it a few times. Yeah. It's fun. You kind of do it, and when you start out, it almost feels like yeah, it's just for fun, and we're gonna have a good time. But when when did that become real that you could win it? And can you tell me a little bit about your partner? Right. So I did not, I hadn't ever uh, interacted with my partner ever before playing this tournament with him. I'd put a post up on Twitter saying, I don't have anyone to play with. Will, does any, is anyone interested? And he actually liked my tweet. He didn't even say yes, no. He was just scrolling wow, Twitter. That's probably. amazing. That's I, an amazing story. Yeah. Wow. We, I mean, we played together on a few tables or whatever, and uh, and then just, he was probably one of my only likes that was still in Vegas. So I just asked him, "Do you want to play?" He's like, "Nah, I mean, I'm playing the 5K. There's just $500. I don't want to waste my time." I said, "Just register with me and just go do your thing. That's fine. You go play your 5K." So he's like, "Okay, whatever." And then he just registered with me, and he completely. Uh, went AWOL. So I ended up playing uh, the... No, sorry, 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 sorry. I got that wrong. Rewind, yes. So I told him, just register. I will... You play day one and I will take over for, for you in day two when the 5K begins. The 5K right. was beginning the next day. So if you play here, then I'll just play through after that or I'll take over later because I was running deep in the 3K okay. that time. And then I went on to actually run really deep in the 3k and uh bus 17th and i remember because the tag team had no breaks and giuseppe wanted breaks and so in my breaks from the 3k in which i'm on day three i'm actually running from hall to hall in my breaks and taking over from him and then yeah. going back and then finally i busted uh day three uh whatever 17th uh, and then i took over day two of the tag team and then we just yeah. ended up really running it up and uh, then suddenly we're on the final table and we end up winning it. Very, very unreal, very early on in my career. Um, honestly, like it's a bracelet, yes, but my friends make fun of me. Oh, it's half a bracelet <laughs> you know, because you're sharing it with somebody. But uh, I, I mean, it, it, you know, it's not, I get my full bracelet firstly, guys. And uh, it was, Obviously, very exciting, but I'm way more proud of some of my other achievements. Uh, even yeah. though they didn't result in bracelets, I have uh, some really nice results that I feel that I really like uh, prepared for and worked hard for yeah. and got there and consistently kept getting there. And those are the things I'm more proud of, actually. It's actually interesting, this one, because I think they I remember I've done a four person tag team a few times and then they moved, I believe, only to two. But this looks like because there's a team that looks like at three or three. Was this was this three or four? You could play two, three or four. Or was it was it? Three yeah, yeah, yeah. This was this was multiple people. Uh, if you see Manig, Manig, uh, yeah, yeah. Peter and Joel, they were one team. Yep. But could could you be four or was it two or three? Because I see three. You could be four. You could be four. You could be four. OK, yeah, I've seen I've seen yeah. I know they changed. I think this now it's two, I believe. No, it's like, only two. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, very cool. Chaos. Yeah, that's a lot because yeah, it's it's fun. Like two is fun. You get three or four. No one really gets to play then, or it's too much yeah. to coordinate. So yeah, that that's very cool. And then you were mentioning some other results. Obviously, now you just fresh off your last score is a 
you know, basically almost a six figure score getting final 100 out of 10,000 in the main event. How did that, how was that experience? Cause that I've, I've had two deep runs. I've gotten like 220th and that's, you know, the room's small and you can feel it's real. How did it feel with 96 left? How, how was that to be down to less than a hundred this year? This was just, Oh my now. God. You know, at this point, I have almost a decade of uh, playing, uh, I mean, playing poker, serious poker, high stakes poker and live poker, but nothing prepared me for this experience. It was so stressful. Uh, And when they say the main event is a marathon, it really is a marathon because you have to go at it day after day after day on the same schedule. Um... Just uh, the stakes keep increasing, the pressure keeps increasing, and because I was one of only two women left in that uh, final hundred, final one percent, and I had the chip lead for I think three days running, top ten chip stacks. I just had all that attention on uh, social media with the WSOP team, with the staff. They put me on the feature table two days running, and actually on the second day i went and requested that please don't put me on the feature table again i haven't slept because yeah. i had too much caffeine the previous night and too much wow. stress and nerves and i was like please not today just for some time just let me play my game i'm playing for 12 million dollars and they weren't having it zero sympathy <laughs> wow. Wow. yeah it was it was very very uh stressful i'd like to act cool on stream and we were like oh yeah i've been there i played for more money or whatever <laughs> but uh the main event is just special because it's literally what i grew up watching i grew up envisioning uh grew up aspiring towards and then you become so uh, when you uh, come deep in it and you become so important in the tournament as well in terms of the uh, coverage that you're getting and playing on camera and then you have all those uh, layered things to think about that, oh, they've seen me play a certain hand a certain way so maybe they know what I'm capable of and maybe I shouldn't play it this way with this person because they're probably following the stream and over-leveling and just like mind uh, fucking myself for lack of a better word yeah so, sure. yeah and and how was the but, final what was it like when you got knocked out and what was that hand because that that is uh you know that like to be so close you're kind of just like what five six days to seven you're playing it's you're in you're in it and all of a sudden it's just like bang i'm out and then you're like wow okay i get a good score but there's there's literally 12 million dollars you know for maybe running good for 10 more hours or 20 more hours of like just surviving that what was that feeling and what was the hand it, it absolutely crushed me uh even though i was under so much pressure i was having so much fun i was having the time of my life yeah and uh because i had like a whole mountain of chips in front of me and i knew exactly what to do and uh i just lost two or three massive hands back to back i lost a coin flip and then um uh, another setup, and then I mean, I did make a mistake. I'm not saying I didn't, but the, the rest of it was just uh, setups, losing coin flips, and eventually I lost uh, with ace queen to ace king, and there was a queen on the turn for my tournament life, and it was particularly painful because I had the exact same situation for the WPT main event uh, in Vegas, Aria, for the trophy. So I am heads up against a UK reg and I cover him by just a little and we both go all in with I he has his, his queen and I have his king and there was a queen on the turn and 
So it was just uh, a torturous, painful deja vu moment. So yeah. that, that's exactly how I felt. That, that was the trauma of that <laughs> losing uh, the title there came back, all came back all up, and it was so dejected. And they wanted yeah. to do an exit interview, and I was just like, I, you know, I the. I was just like a zombie walking around with uh, my brain not function. Of course, the exhaustion also really takes over. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing. It's almost like a surreal experience when you get to that. Because also, as you said, the sleep, you're not sleeping. You like get your focusing, then you get back. And you and as you get deep, four, five, six, you know, poker, everyone is like watching, talking, family, friends, right? They're messaging you everywhere. Instagram, my gram, yeah. your gram, telegram. They're sending you all this stuff and then you want to <laughs> try to like, you know, get in there and, and, and respond to people, but you're just so focused. So I, I it's, it's like, a, you can't explain it. Right. And then when it's over, you're just like, it's like a, yeah, you just want to get away and go, go crawl into a ball. Cause it's like, it's a, it's a lot, but yeah. So you've had a lot, you've had a lot of excitement in the last, the last few years in poker. And what, what do you prefer? You, you strictly tournaments or do you play cash games? And, and maybe you could tell me a little about India and poker, what it's like there and where, where to play. Uh, I, it's strictly play MTTs. It's all MTTs for me. I enjoy the competitive format of MTTs because you're literally competing in a tournament, in an organized tournament. Where everybody starts at the same with the same chip stack. There's a prize pool. There is ranking. So it's as sporty as poker can get. Uh, cash games still have, you know, uh, not taking anything away from that, but there's a different element of competition there, and there's a different element that I really enjoy in MTTs. So only MTTs. Uh, and also I am now a naturally India ambassador. So I consult with them in marketing. So I'm my energy is uh, a kind of, you know, uh, divided in that sense. I'm playing MTTs, but also kind of working to uh, bring naturally India. I mean, grow naturally India uh, uh, over here because it's uh, the experience on playing on the platform is like nothing else that you find in India since you asked me about what poker is like in India. Yeah. So poker is, honestly, it, it had been booming. It had been at a peak. and But the offerings weren't like there yet. And um, in terms of that, in offerings in terms of platforms and the brands that were already existing in the market. And... Then what happened was that when finally the poker industry started catching up with the demand, there was this huge law, a huge taxation law that was passed that they are going to charge 28% tax on each and every deposit that you make on any poker site. Wow. And that's basically straight up 28% of your EV. So you basically start with the 78% of your chips because... 72, for every right? 78 you you pay 22 that's 20. oh it's 22 or 28 it's 28 wow. but yeah so that's crazy but when you deposit a hundred you take take off 22 because okay. you can completely edit this out because 20 percent of 78 is 100 got it all right either way okay. it's 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 a big it's a big handicap right you're starting at a huge disadvantage and that's yeah that's pretty crazy yeah um, let me tell you Tell me one place in the world where you're playing poker and you actually pay a certain amount and you already start with a 22-28% loss. Uh, who will play it? It's unbeatable. It's unviable. So obviously what the sites in uh, India, is, like uh, naturally India is also doing is absorbing the GST impact. So if you deposit 100 rupees, you do get uh, the the 
balance amount as bonus uh, into your account. So you have the exact amount that you deposited to play with. Uh, and no conditions. There are no conditions. Uh, you get it as bonus, but you can use it anytime and the points never expire and things like that. So that's such a huge cushion for uh, people because without that, as a poker player, it's completely unviable. And it's really, really sad because poker and real money gaming industry was one of the hottest sectors, hottest and fastest growing sectors in the country with the highest number of foreign direct investment and it completely has been shattered and there are these absurd GST bills being slapped on all our, all our real money gaming competitors. And it's basically, a, it's the country is saying that we don't want you here anymore. So it's kind of bleak, honestly. And what poker players in India are doing are looking to relocate to, you know, just play live in other Asian countries or things like that. And but but for as long as sites like Naturally India are absorbing the GST, it's uh, still uh, there's still hope to play. But if yeah. this continues, we don't know how it'll be. And, and tell me, I'll say I want to go on vacation to India. You know, I hear you know there's some obviously beautiful country. There's a lot going on there. But if I want to say, hey, I'm going to make a stop. Goa is a place where poker. Give me give me what I would do and what could I expect if I go to a casino in India? Is there is there like twenty casinos? Is it like Vegas? Is there one or two that people go play at in Goa? And what kind of games can you find there? It's uh, floating casinos. The casinos on ships. Yeah. Uh, it's not allowed on land, so they've uh, found a way to just you know make it offshore. Right. And uh, the tournaments are super soft, so if you're here, you should definitely play and you'll enjoy that experience. It's unique. More than poker, I would say Goa, for example, is uh, better for just, you know, uh, exploring food, beaches, parties. It's actually a really, really fun, relaxed place. Uh, it's a really fun experience. It's very wholesome and people are very warm. And it's it's not like a lot of other beach towns that you would come across. And it's... It's more of a, you know, you come to unwind kind of place and very social also, if I can say, because everyone becomes everyone's friend the minute you leave the door and, yeah. you know, there's all these options of uh, places to eat at, there's flea markets and carnivals and beach carnivals and things like that. And it's it's just popping off. It's super lively. I highly recommend Goa for anybody who wants to come here. Not for poker that much anymore because of the taxation. But yeah, right. it's a good experience. And, and, and what is the what is the currency exchange like for if I want to go play? Is it like 5-5, 10-10? Five, five, ten, ten, do they have 25-50? And, and do they do PLO, hold them? What kind of games do they run at the, at the live casinos on the stakes? Oh, they're... Right now, everything is honestly very, very dead. But when uh, when poker, like about just till four months ago, there were stakes, all sorts of high stakes poker games, all sorts of low stakes poker games, mid stakes poker games. Like you can just name the stakes, and uh, they were they had actually five card PLO and cash games are very, very popular. So okay. there's a bunch of five card PLO to, uh, cash games with really high buy-ins. That, that's and, like Miami now. It's all five card and the hard rock and this yeah. local home games. People love the five card. It's getting popular. Yeah. yeah. Is there any strategy in five card PLO? Is it all gambling? Like, is there is there immense strategy? What is the ratio? 
Uh, so the definitely the, it gets exponentially crazier. Like the the math and the hand equities run so much even closer. But you know, six cards also gotten popular. Like some games I play, and that that's even you know that gets kind of wild. And like six card high low, you know, like uh, PLO eight for four card where it's high yeah. low. There's five card the big O six card high low. I mean, these games, yeah, you start getting into a spot where it's it's a bit, you know, it, you're ga- there's a lot of gamble, but I do think that it helps with the skill gap, right? It's like in Hold'em, there's like a huge disparity. People are going to get a lot more creativity. The, the great players are going to find ways to manipulate board and bet sizing and put more pressure. So as you get more cards, I do think it does narrow the skill gap some. But you then run into possibilities of card sharing, you know, like these type of things. If you're playing, it's like it can be a lot easier to collude or something. And, you know, you just, again... It's just a different nuance of the game and it's more gamble. That's that's I who next will be seven card short deck or something. You know, what I mean it's like it's just always different games and people love cards and thinking and and uh and in the combination of of luck and skill. I think that's the 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 overwhelming factor. And I know I, I do want to um touch on that because you 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 seem very about you know life and with poker and energy and how would you say that you know, I was reading some notes that you've talked about, like within poker and variance and luck and skill. How do you kind of apply poker to real life? How do you sort of uh, tie it all together? What would you say poker has taught you or made you understand about life, if you will? Like I, I've seen some quotes and some thoughts you've had on this that I find very, very interesting because I, I think similar on a lot of it. Could you maybe break that down about luck and yeah. poker and variance and how you feel? I think poker really makes you aware of the existence of variance in all of life you know all of life is in a state of probability there's a probability of every event happening at any time and it really makes you realize the it empowers you as well as makes you realize how small you are in the grander scheme of scheme of things because you realize that as long as you are doing your best the outcomes are not in your hand so your job is basically to keep doing the best that you can possibly do and then leave the rest up to the probabilistic nature of the universe. And that is something that really transmutes into every area of life and really makes you a lot calmer because then you're like every disaster that happened is not actually because of you as long as you are true to yourself and doing the best that you can. So that is definitely one of the things. Another thing is just the idea of stress and pressure just completely you have a completely different perspective of stress and pressure when you play poker and then you face stress and pressure in life uh, what people are stressed about or feeling pressure about and then you're like you face the same situation and because you felt the stresses and pressures of poker that same situation is so easy to navigate for you like you don't get bogged down you don't shut down you think clearly through that situation and I think poker really teaches you to handle pressure really well. Teaches you how to be detached from outcomes. Teaches you also that that this is a this is a really interesting one because it teaches you that the short term versus long term. Like in the short term, people will slip, but consistency always wins. And as long as you are in on an overall growth curve then you're doing fine because in the short term, your curve can look like this. But as long as it's going like that, it's all uh, pretty good. And I think really, really focus on the long term and see where you are today as compared to where you were, say, five years ago, instead of thinking of where you're not. Yeah. You know, like... 
what very well doing? said. Yeah, about you know that's one of the principles of the four agreements is you know always do your best because it, it is you can't like so many things in business, restaurants, life, any industry, right? Music, a, a artist, an actor. Whether you might be the greatest actor in the world, and you know you get cut. You hear the Michael Jordan stories about getting cut from his high school team, or you know all these different things in poker as well. Like you said, you know you get the ace king, the ace queen, you lose. You you get eleventh yep. instead of chip leader and win your first big event, and it could take years to get back or have a chance to to make this kind of thing. And it's it's yeah, you got to be resilient. You got to be willing to keep putting yourself in these situations. And you know it, it is wild, right? Because even the best players in the world, you see these runs like you know Fedor Holtz, Dan Coleman. Justin Bonomo, Negrande, these guys that go on these like crazy runs in rushes, Jason Kuhn, you know, like they, it's like, they're also running very well, right? They're great players they are putting themselves in a position to win, but they're also having, you know, someone else could have easily had, they could have gone differently, right? Or they could be taking seconds, but they're, they're yeah. taking first. So it's, it's a very interesting thought. And you got to, I think that's it. The understanding, the awareness of that is very important because it's important to just to not get too fixated on the results and be results oriented as well. I think that's important. Easier said than done because everyone's looking at the results, just like on this game, the, you know, the, the, the show game of gold, right? Like you're at, there's, there's luck with your opponents. There's luck with the outcome of the sit and go, the, 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 the how the hands break or a coin flip. It could be the difference between you winning 456,000 and not, and maybe you were the most qualified or the best at games, and you just don't even get a chance. You don't get out of the first round, right? That That's crazy that the day one or are eliminated. And that's, we're going to see that coming up here, which team that'll be, I think. I don't know if it's on episode three or not, but I, I believe there, you know, the, the, there's still some more heats, either two more heats to go. I, I think, I think it's in episode four. Who do you think it is? <laughs> oh, um, I actually, I have a weird feeling about the the Kevin Martin and um, Daniel and those guys. They got off to a fourth and a third. And although, I, again, from a results standpoint, and Kevin actually is winning Big Brother Canada in this format of the show. You know, he had a pretty tough start getting fourth. And then I think uh, the other got third, Soiza. So, like, you know, it's, it's and again, it's 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 not like deep, deep stack poker. It's sit and go. It's it's fast. And, you know, it's just like, yeah, you could be out right away. I, I, have, I just have a feeling they're going to be out, although they were probably like the favorites. Um, you know, in that in that format, so I, I I'm very excited to see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. That would be my guess. Who's out first? I just based on the results so far. Um, but yeah, no, I I can't really I, ask I, anything because you you know it happens. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep a poker face. Yeah, for sure. And um, I did also want to ask about I've I've heard you mention about taking advantage of being one of the only women at a poker table, which is you know usually the case. You're the only woman at a table, or maybe one other. Uh, how how do you do that? How do you specifically target? And I say this, it's similar to like a famous, and now you're very well known in poker for sure. So you kind of tick both buckets, but like a Negron, you Helmuth, you know, other content creators, right? That people know that they know their friends know they want to beat them in a pot, right? They want to, they want to bluff them. They want to hero call them. They want to do this. Or there's some people that just like really almost like are are like trying to be your friend or shy maybe you know and you can pick up on that energy are they like playing soft against you because they want to be cool, friendly with you or are they doing stuff that is trying to go at you or make some dramatic situation so could you maybe talk about being a woman and and how do you use that to your advantage uh to, in the system and do you feel that type of way when you're at a table that it's like they're always there's always something going on yeah. where people are like targeting you in some way or or there's some dynamic there I think you couldn't have put it any better. Uh, those are definitely all. All of this is completely true. And the two buckets that you identified of the two types of people are either they're trying to be friendly with you, or they're gonna like try and go after you a bit more. 
and the ones who are trying to go after you a bit more are basically the ones who think you're weaker and um or or maybe just try to get your attention maybe you know uh it all of this just plays to my advantage uh, i'll give you examples so and i've known uh, after years of experience uh, i have realized how to really use these things to my advantage and i tell everybody i'm i'm a huge nerd by the way i study a lot of uh gto solvers and things like that i really enjoy studying poker almost more than i love playing so but these days there are all these solver whiz kids who will probably know a lot more than i would ever know but i tell them that there's no replacement for experience uh what you pick up those uh it, especially in live poker even in online poker like just knowing when to give it up and knowing when to show restraint knowing when to shift gears knowing when to not overvalue your ace five suited for a four bet like every spot is not every spot like there's that only comes with experience bubble play so the, this is one of the things that comes with experience on how to exploit the way your opponents are with you on a poker table and how they perceive you so if they perceive me as a weaker opponent then i will obviously take more aggressive lines that they don't ever credit me for being capable of doing and i get away with a lot of things like i know what my perception after yeah. i'd say an hour of playing i know what my perception is and i'll just check raise jam a river where nobody the other person is never going to expect me to ever bluff and i know this person doesn't give me credit uh, to have yep. the balls to do that so i would take that line another example is how i the other bucket where somebody's trying to be friendly and nice just cuz there's a lady on the table i if i'm in a hand with them uh most of the time if a male is in a hand with them they would not give anything away and if the guy if uh, the male opponent is talking to that person that person will continue holding a poker face but what happens when i speak to them in the middle of a hand they feel kind of rude or whatever to not respond so i'll be like will you show me a card like yeah. just this one time what do you yeah. have i want to see it and it works right it surprisingly works yeah yeah that's the yeah, crazy thing so they're like okay we'll show you or like yeah. they just be like or they just even if they just crack a smile which they won't with their male opponents and they crack a smile i can see no uh, like if the smile reaches their eyes and if it doesn't reach their eyes i can read the stress on their mouth and the stress on their you know the muscles around their eyes and just uh, make a decision accordingly yeah. uh, i'm very uh, interested in body language as well so i studied that deeply as well it it so really does I matter that a lot it matters the focus as well like you were you're saying when you're you know you were tired or stressed or when you're locked in and you just want to you say you don't want the camera you just want to really play cuz it it is you know, at the highest level it does matter all those things being present be on your phone that's one of the things i've done you know i now less content but when i was playing and doing the vlogs and you know twi- all this stuff it, twitch streaming on twitch it takes away a lot of the distract you know what i mean you're not really ever fully focused which is it's a it's a pretty big hand disadvantage you know if you're if you're on your phone the whole time if you're making notes if you're not watching other people and i think that you know it sounds like that's oh, something yeah. you really you really take in you really are taking advantage of all the information and you're fully present and doing your best and that 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 makes makes a, a lot of uh, yeah. a big advantage i want to ask about you this have to, yeah oh, sorry ahead. go ahead go ahead no you have to take every tiny edge that you can get uh, it accumulates it compounds and accumulates and being on the phone is one of the greatest enemies of uh being in the zone 
and you it, it constantly breaks your flow constantly breaks your zone so observe hands even when you're not in the hand and definitely that's very important there i want to know about your parents and uh playing poker professionally family support what was their initial did they support you originally and do they now um they honestly thought it's a phase they were always fascinated about it <laughs> and uh, they thought that the phase would pass it, it never did pass and they were fascinated with the game they didn't really judge me they were very supportive also i was traveling a lot all over the world so i was sharing my experiences with them and uh, they liked learning about new countries and uh, about my experiences uh, and kind of living through me so in that, that way they were always fascinated also i in uh, early on i got a lot of coverage i was uh, covered in vogue in cosmopolitan and all these magazines and so from being skeptical about it they actually started feeling more proud about it and they started showing their friends my pictures in the magazines and things like that so honestly they've never really said anything like here and there my father would make a joke about like me gambling for a living <laughs> but obviously over time he realized that it's actually a very skilled game and da 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 and it's taught in harvard and mit and very intelligent uh, game and it's actually something to be very proud of and yeah. they are super proud of me they have been very very supportive i have to say um like they would help me before a big series if i'm scrambling running around before the world series of poker i haven't got all my things together they would like run around for me if i have to convert say currency rupees to dollars and thing in that and they would they would take on some of my you know my chores and errands and they would totally like help me out uh, with in whatever small way they could and yeah. uh, my mom keeps giving me you know very mindset advice so, so I, there's a lot of things that i couldn't have done without her and her guidance in terms of you know yeah. uh, i i have a tendency to get very anxious not so much anymore but i would uh, get a lot of nerves and my mom would uh, guide me through that and so yeah they've been overall very supportive uh, no complaints which is a huge contrast to indian parents actually even today you'll see a lot of players uh, playing and things but they don't want the pictures uh, online because they they say their parents don't know or their in-laws don't know that they play and things like that and uh, so there is still stigma but honestly jeff the world is changing everything is uh, being the, the way we looked at life uh, careers and professions is com- completely changing with social media you know uh, being a streamer being a podcast host being a, these are very legitimate careers in this day and age uh, it's not just uh, the idea of being a doctor engineer or a lawyer or things like that like people i know i know influencers on instagram that are making 10 times more than uh, what an mba in india would be making you know so and there's Not a lot of respect sure. and all of that like as as content creators i know content creators that are, make, are doing so much better than anyone else that be uh, people are streaming a uh, very interesting stat by the way uh, there are 41% female gamers in india so they did a survey of wow. gaming of wow. the gaming industry and 41% were in uh, females in india so the everything is changing like right. it, perception landscape of uh, how we perceive conven- things as conventional or non-conventional is changing so 
Very, yeah, it's very, very cool. I mean, look, Miss Botez, I see her at every poker stop now. Triton, she's coming to the Bahamas. She just released that for GG. She's playing the main event, and she's like, you know, one of the biggest chess chess stars. Which chess is obviously less, you know, it's it's just it's like backgammon or chess. It's sort of a worldwide game that it's not really have negative connotations. Where now, I think poker, I think she who's obviously very acute to the landscape and how her image is important and what she's doing and already in a good spot. She is basically, I don't want, I don't know if she's like, not fully, but she is becoming like really into poker. And I think this crossover with chess and poker is great and it's cool to see. And I think there is sort of less of a stigma now and, and poker content is getting, you know, it's, it's, it's growing. The game's growing the live numbers world series setting a record by far this year, 10,000 plus entries and online yeah. the, the GG, uh, the WSOP, right? It was it was like 2.7 million at first, and Bert Bert is uh, the Mr. Giraffe Ganger there, right? He he takes down the tournament while streaming on shit Twitch for 2.7 million, like these type of things, like really like elevating the game. And I think that you know the show, of course, game game of gold, which I was just realizing, I think pretty much everyone on the on the show has been on my podcast. Your team, all three, all of these these fine gentlemen have been on the podcast. Now you've been on the podcast, and it does. Uh, bring me to my next question. When you got drawn into this team, I mean, these are three world-class poker players that have been around for a while. Johan does, Yo Viral does huge content, plays nosebleed cash games. Fedor Holtz has arguably, you know, he's one of the all-time leading money earners and had probably the sickest heater in the history of poker. And then Charlie Carell is also like a really, has a ton of results and known for his live reads and plays the highest stakes and done some crazy bankroll challenges. What did you think Let's just talk, not to spoil. I, I, I want to. I want to ask you when you saw a team, who do you think was going to win? But let me just ask you: when, when you got your team, let's talk about your team. What were you thinking about the draw versus the other other teams? I mean, obviously, I was stoked. I thought we were definitely the strongest team. I know there was Team Coon, but being with Fedor, Yuval, Charlie Carell was incredible, especially because. Honestly, Fedor was a very interesting experience to get to know him uh, much better. Uh, a lot of people say, uh, yeah, he went on a heater for all those years. And yeah, sure, he's good at poker, but you needed the luck or the uh, run good or whatever. But when you actually speak to him, you realize that he's an actual genius. He's a very, very ca calculative um I mean, everything he speaks has been thought through beforehand. Uh, you ask him a simple yes or no question about his personal life, for example, he would answer a game tree. So there will be like, if yes, then this, then that. If no, then this, then that. If no, if yes, no, then this. I mean, it was, what? Yeah. I just asked yes or no. Yeah. It's a simple question, Fedor. Well, it was funny when the ace-queen hand came up. He he literally knew you were probably gonna fold because he said you guys had spoke maybe a little bit of strategy or talking and then someone I think yeah. it was either Charlie or or Johan said something and then he's like she's gonna fold because we spoke and like just kind of I think he understood yeah. how you were approaching the situation but that's what I'm saying that's why it's so cool to see like you know Charlie or or Johan have a different feeling than Peter or Jason like the Queen Ten where Kevin shoved and again Jason Kuhn and Daniel Negreanu Titans they're both like disagreeing on like kind of the the overall thought of how to play approach a hand so yeah that's why yeah. i think it's so fun but um but yeah for sure your team super strong and it's gonna be exciting to see yeah. how it uh it, it plays out but, um 
man, the favorite. I I I like, right now. <laughs> I like I do like I actually really I like your team based on the room. I love the like the commentary and sort of the energy and Yoha Yoha virals, you know, kind of going wild. I mean, Charlie's got his shirt off, you know, like there's like he's just the way he like closing his eyes, it's like Game of Thrones, like in the thing, like it's crazy, like you know what I mean? That you like Jason Kuhn is even like, what a legend. Like, it was crazy, you know? Like, it's just, honestly, like, the content is so good. It's so, so yeah. wild. I, I think I it's actually like, the most fun, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. We had to wake up, like, super early in the morning. Our call time was, like, 7 a.m., 6.30 a.m. for makeup. And uh, we are all, like, walking in groggy, and Charlie's hair is like that, and he has so much of it. And uh, we are all getting our hair done and uh, things like that, and Charlie refuses to let anyone touch his hair. He's like, no, I will not let anyone. And I'm like, Charlie is standing in every direction. You look yeah. like a mad scientist. Yeah. He's like, no, this is my hair. I don't believe in combing. Why should I do anything for other people or the camera? Yeah. I want to be who I am. And that's I'm amazing. Like, that's, that's woke. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome. I I, 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 I think I know every, almost every person there. I haven't met Kaina uh, before and I, or in uh, haven't interviewed her or Olga who actually was like played like an absolute beast that was fun to watch she just like you know went went for it yeah. as well so like that was cool but I, I mean every one of these the players I know fairly well um you know and I've been around for forever and it's it, it's a great cast they did a great job of mixing it all together and it, it just yeah it's cool so I I don't know I, I do like your team honestly I'm not just saying that I think your team <laughs> is, is uh is great and again the, obviously the jason daniel kevin's michael is you know, i think from a experience and also just like currently right they're battling at the highest level like like those guys michael um daniel and uh what jason and michael just like were literally winning triton events like within you know just recently they're they're playing the highest buy-ins and 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 competing at the biggest level yeah. at every stop. So, and Daniel, I mean, so yeah, is a, so is a complete crusher. Like he's a yeah. legend, uh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So it's it's tough. And then you got like, yeah, I mean, this jungle man in there, just casually hanging out and doing his thing, and it's uh, it's it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really, 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 really fun. What um, <laughs> what... jungle man is basically just sleeping through the show. He's too. It's not interesting enough for him. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he's just like a, you can make a reality show around around jungle. He's just in him. He's in his own world. He's in a. He's definitely in his yeah. Own, yeah. Own world. I, I'm absolutely joking. He was a huge huge part of uh, the show. There's a lot yeah. to watch. Uh, you'll see. Uh, he's actually a really, really amazing human being. Um, never, you, I so I, I mean, I understood him on a very human level. You see him, you know, on the camera, dressing flamboyantly and things like that. But he's a super cool guy in real yeah. life. Yeah, he's. Uh, if you haven't been, you should. You should definitely go on his podcast if you haven't. I've, he's. He's a great guy. He's been on mine he, several times, and he's a very, yeah. very interesting. He, he actually asked me to be on his podcast uh, this week itself. So. Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna make yeah, sure we release this fast. I gotta beat him to the punch because Jungle's he's making moves. <laughs> he's making moves and he's he's in there. He's in the mix. But no, I want to have everyone on. I actually I'm thinking to do like the game of gold, uh, you know, bust out round, right? Like if from a group, if someone hasn't, even if they've been on the show before, I'd love to talk to someone right away, right? After like the show releases and someone's knocked out, I think it'd be kind of cool to get like a like a, a that type of thing. But but you're in. You're very well, much in, and and good luck on that part so we don't want to spoil anything um i do want to know about uh your your background in you went to school in delhi or is that right or you went to you did mathematics and yeah. studied in university and what what was uh right. 
was were you into poker at all then or was it after university that you found poker yeah towards the end of university that i found poker i studied in new delhi all through and uh, towards the end of college i started discovering poker and um i started my career in marketing and then it was just not interesting as interesting as poker and i started giving more and more time to poker and um did not really see any uh, i mean i was i was always a kind of a rebel and i didn't want to fit in a mold and like i never thought that there's anything wrong with following where, what i really want to do uh, although after a few years i did go back and study a post grad course and i did my uh, i don't even know what it is it's a certification in product strategy from one of the top b schools of the country but that was many years later and uh, like very recently actually uh around the pandemic because i had all that extra time so i decided to make use of the time but uh yeah i never thought that uh if poker is something that i can legitimately do that i shouldn't do it because it's not conventional so that was never a thought in my mind if i ever don't continue with poker it'll be for different reasons it'll be because i have decided to not want to play poker anymore or that i'm you know not interested in it anymore and i've done enough or whatever it won't be because uh it doesn't uh it doesn't uh, follow my degree or anything like that right makes yeah. perfect sense and tell me about ted talk you did that uh, that was one that you i think it was about risk yeah. let's see i have it do pull it up here tell me about that experience and doing a ted talk yeah. and and how that how that came about Yeah, I like how my mouth is just hanging open in this stupid. <laughs> But no, no, it's fine. Um, oh, it was super cool because uh, we spoke about you know the stigma surrounding poker and how people perceive it and things like that. So to be invited to something as prestigious as a TED Talk as a poker player, and also being the only person in India to be doing it, I think it was. obviously it definitely a highlight in my life only because it legitimizes what i do not that you know, anyone i not that i'm defensive about it or anything it's more about the game overall it's not about me it's about poker and legitimizing poker and um ted talks are basically all sorts of entrepreneurs and kick ass businessmen and business women who come to uh, tell their inspiring stories in their respective fields and your you have also the only poker player who's ever been invited to ted talk uh, to really change that perception of the game and to be in the same category as some of the biggest entrepreneurs and businessmen and in, uh, thought leaders in the world and to be given that differentiating uh, differentiation uh, is i mean uh, I'm sorry, I'm fumbling on words. But being able to, you know, I really had that opportunity. It was honestly really, really cool. I was, of course, happy for myself. Any opportunity that comes your way, I would be lying uh, if I'm super humble and I say, you know, oh, it's not about me. It's only about poker. I was, of course, very excited about it. But honestly, this was more for the game. So whatever I. said at the talk and however i address however put together the game it was only to connect with the masses with the audience that doesn't play poker to yeah. make them understand how poker can really connect to your life and teach you things about life and how 
the game is actually a very beautiful challenging interesting game that can teach you a lot about so many other areas of your life including business and entrepreneurship and uh things like that so that was yeah. a great opportunity very cool i do i will i will say i know Libri, who's been on here as well on the show and she's a good friend of mine i think she's she's done yes. some ted talks i believe i don't know if it, i don't know specifically I don't know if it's about poker or yeah. small game I think uh, only poker player in India, not okay. I know yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was only talking about India. Yeah, uh, no, it's, like, it's 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 very it's 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 a bit like I that's the only person I can think of. There might have been maybe someone else has done as well, but that's obviously there is it's, there it's, is Annie Duke, I think. Oh, Annie yeah. Duke, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's who's, been a few, but it's, it's who wrote the who wrote that book? Um, I don't know if it's Annie Duke or Sounds right. Sounds right. But yeah, it's, 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 you said it was during the pandemic though, correct? So you were actually on a screen, which was, um, let's see, it's like, cause you were not, it was, it was, it was done in a way. It was almost like you said, more challenging, right? Cause it's like, you're talking, but there's yeah. you're like talking to a lot of the hundreds of thousands of people or however many and, yeah. and then you're not really, uh, yeah, there's no one there, but you're, yeah. You're so, how, how was that? Yeah. So I'm actually talking, talking in front of thousands of people live. But I didn't have anyone to make eye contact with. I didn't have time to, you know, pause for reaction, take a break. It was just one long monologue. And that was so much more unnerving doing it in front of a live audience that you can't see, hear, feel. But everyone's still watching. So it was uh, super weird. It was in the height, height of the pandemic. Uh, They had already invited me before the pandemic uh, actually uh, begun. and. A few months into it, they, they were just like, let's just do it anyway. We'll do it in front of a live audience. Uh, let's not wait any longer. Because it was al- already a year since we had decided to do it. So we just went ahead with it. And it was quite unnerving not being able to see your audience or pause. or Because you don't know when to pause uh, if you don't have anyone to pause for. Or, you know, right. or just kind of walk around or whatever. Because you had to stand in one spot in front of that camera that was just like, you're just standing there on that one spot. You can't even like kind of take two, three steps around because there's a marker. <laughs> and that was that was scheduled to be in India, though. Is that right, Kolkata? Or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in New Delhi in India. Okay, yeah. very, yeah. very cool. And tell me about um, like what your peer group is like. Do you when you go to stops, you travel around the world. How, how much do you enjoy the travel aspect and getting to hang out with friends? Do you have sort of a core group that you spend time with? You go to dinners with on stops, and or do you kind of just are you like a lone yeah. wolf or do you have a, do you have a group? No, I uh, I know a lot of people around poker. I know uh, I've been around the live scene for really long. Um, I would say for the international trips, of course I have my own crew in India uh, um, who I also travel with, who travel pretty often, but mostly I actually have a very special crew of friends uh, who I met at Ben CB's bootcamp. Uh, Ben CB had selected 20 people to come for his boot camp to Barcelona and Spain. And we all stayed in one big villa, all 20 of us. And we were being trained by him morning, noon and night. We were being fed boiled vegetables. <laughs> no, the food was amazing. But yeah. all healthy, clean, no sugar, uh, no caffeine, no alcohol, just clean uh, food. Uh training morning uh, like noon and night hours and hours of just uh, studying yeah. and coaching and practicing and things like that and so we became very and this happened this went on for five days or six days and so we became very closely knit spending all that time together in one big villa 
in the in the middle of nowhere actually we never it was on the outskirts of barcelona so you had nowhere to go so even when we went anywhere we all went in a group to the beach for example and things like yep. that so these have become some of my super special friends in poker we always make it a point to catch up on our stops we always make it a point to have the uh, raise your edge uh, boot camp lunches and dinners uh, whenever we are at the world series for example or okay, cool. uh, any of the european uh, stops where i bump into them pretty often we also have we discuss strategy i've had uh, hand analysis calls with them i i talk to them pretty regularly even now yeah. um like you know we'll just go through a hand history together on uh, on like a zoom session or something like that and so it's like a very good ecosystem community good friendships that have lasted about almost uh, three no sorry four years or more uh consistently long distance so there in this boot camp there were people from uh canada argentina uh portugal asia india like all over the world these 20 people came together and just decided to uh stay in touch and be a close knit community by the way uh at the end of this boot camp uh ben cb had basically selected the he got hundreds and hundreds of applications and he selected the top 20 that he thought had the most potential and some of yeah. the biggest stickers and nerds and uh and we had this whole sit and go on the last day in which pensi we played as well and guess who won it was 19 yeah. guys and one girl right here yes. <laughs> that's that should be on the hundred mob that's I, i i got a lot of love for ben i've worked with him since the beginning with raise your edge and and you know that's like the course that i the curriculum that i support the most and i there's obviously some great options out there i just yeah. i feel like ben you know he's such a hard worker Yeah, he's so motivated. Just, yeah. a, just a absolutely, you know, a guy of integrity, and also has. A, I've invested in his business for esports as well with the Sen. But I, I know Ben well, and um, yeah, that's a great group. That's a great peer group to have and bounce hands off, and they really do take it seriously. And you know, they know what they're doing. You can, you can count on what they're saying. It's, it's, it's good, and they're up to date on the the population tendencies and all that. So yeah, so that's a great group. And I've, yeah, I want to do. Like I said, I got two kids now. Less on these type of things, but I love yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. Like to go travel. do these type of events and have fun and go away that's i i know that one was was very cool i heard great great feedback about that and that is uh that is, that is nice to have that in your your arsenal are you how much study do you do versus playing what would you say your breakdown is in a given yeah. week in terms of um hours if you yeah. online versus like if you're playing online so, let's say like you said raise your edge is actually one of the coolest courses it's so clear so simple and yet so effective uh i think that is the first proper course that i did in poker when i was when i was still new uh in uh, the game and yeah very rightly said about ben cb he is one of my biggest inspirations he's my mentor i still take advice from him uh whenever i can even at the wsop when i was running deep he was the one who uh, reached out to me and i asked him for advice i'd made this huge mistake and i was like Ben, <laughs> I just I'm just crumbling right now. Help me! And he just yeah. gave me all this. He's like, "Don't be stupid. I've made so many mistakes and gone on to win tournaments. I don't know what you're talking about." Right. And he just smacks me, smacks you back to reality. And it's so good. And he's so like the, he's gonna scrimp on words. It's like uh, it's tough love, and yeah. I like that. Yeah, and, he's not a yes uh, man. He'll tell you. He'll tell you like, "Yeah, you. This is yeah. good. This is, bad. this is what you're doing right. This is what you're you're doing." Yeah, and you need sure. and you need somebody to uh, for a mentor. You need a mentor like that who tells you as it is. 
Yes. And uh, so yeah, Radio Red is one of the uh, first courses I did. And then after that, I just uh, did everything, studied everything possible because I just really enjoyed studying. I and I actually end up studying more than I play because I always have, I like to play live more than online and there's not as much live opportunity. So I'm usually just uh, sitting and... Uh, studying courses. I've done PADS course. I've done the Upswing course, Nikiti, and I've done uh, Raise Your Edge. I've taken BBZ coaching sessions. I've done a bunch of BBZ courses and I've done, uh, I have subscriptions to all kinds of solvers and GTO wizard and um, just you name it. And I've just, I've been there, you know, it's just so exciting. I don't know if I'm a nerd or what. I just love studying poker. I love watching streams. I love it, like you know just taking in all that information and I, um i gotta ask you about streaming and twitch is that has it crossed your mind you said you don't have a twitch channel i remember saying you did, did you consider yeah. doing that what are some reasons you would or would or wouldn't and and could you yeah i know streaming i have i have tried my hand at streaming i don't think it's really for me firstly streaming is not so big in india uh people are not consuming poker as a uh, visual content as a uh, I don't know what the word is not visual content but it, it, streaming is not super big in India and also I personally don't do that well when I'm streaming in the sense I don't do justice to the stream nor do I do justice to my game like you were saying so it's like neither here nor there so I'm not too big on streaming although I watch a lot of streams and also even though in, in India is not that big but when people do watch streams, they like to watch, you know, the ultimate sickos. Like they'll probably watch Pads play or Ben CB play or somebody who's just like full talking about the theory and you're learning and you're watching them play. So I think that's so any, I don't know. Uh, or you have to have that super X factor that you're super engaging and you're, you know, your audience loves interacting with you and you're keeping them engaged because you have to talk for a long, for a lot of hours. Yeah. So I don't think I have any of those things. So I'm very real uh, with myself. It's not, <laughs> the, the, the biggest thing about it, you have to have, the, the thing with Twitch is if you're going to do it, you know, look, it's cool to do it. If you're going to say, oh, I'm going to go play some bracelet events and do it once in a while, that's fine. But if you really like are like, all right, I'm going to do Twitch, you got to do it. You have to like be consistent and you got to like, all right, I'm going to stream, you know, four or five, six days a week for eight hours. And like that, you know, that is, you got to, you got to be at the right place and time in your life. Cause that is a, large commitment right that is yeah. uh that is a putting in a lot and there's also a diminishing return too if you already look you're a sponsor you're already ambassador you have you like to play live you know you have your whatever other interests and things going on and it's also time of life look if i was 21 or 18 you know i would i would probably i would do it like 12 hours a day every day for whatever and i'm you know i'm 37 you know myself it's like for me it doesn't it's hard and i live in the u.s right you can't like go play on gg and just yeah. fire it up a stream so there's there's all these different factors but i think um, yeah, I mean, I, but you would, would you stream like, you're not against doing a stream now and again, right? You're, you're just saying you wouldn't want to do a no. full time, but would you, you would do, you would fire up and play like a bracelet event or something here and there. Yeah, that, sure. Sure. Once it? in a while is fine for a special event. If you're trying to promote something, I'm happy. I, I would look, love to really add value to people's, uh, poker game if I can and provide valuable content. So if I can, I usually do, but 
I know I neither here nor there in a lot of ways. Like, uh, you know, you would rather just watch uh, some really good online sicko play versus me. I, I, I'll show you my live game. <laughs> like, I, which doesn't involve folding ace queen uh, 10 times. It's only it's hey, only in the game of gold. <laughs> you made a great fold, though. Honestly, like, it, it, it probably was a, it was a, not just because it happened to be right. I think, like, with the, what the hand, the holdings were, I think that it's the sit and goes. I actually, I got barbecued. If you ever do go watch, it's actually amazing content because the characters too it was like not a it wasn't a reality show but like phil Locke, you know antonio spondiari brian rast jungle man jason coon um you know a lot of these these players were on it was a premier league and it was very interesting because the sit and go format like at, at the first episode i was getting lambasted like they're literally saying oh my god he's so tight what are you doing in these spots <laughs> and i won the sit and go and then after the four heats i had the most points i tied th- with dan coleman and like then after phil Locke, who was like you know he's one of my very close friends but he was like in, in the, on the comment, you're like, oh, my God, he's so and then by the end, he's like, JG's a genius. I'm such a fish. And like, I get it now. So it's like the, 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 that like strategy. It's a, it is a strategy. It's a different type of poker and type can yeah. be can be right. There you so go. It's, yeah. The, the point is to get the results and the maximum amount of uh, chips or whatever. Yeah. It's not about looking cool on TV. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It, it's cool to win. Right. That's it's a strategy game yeah. and you find a way find a way to win but um and my all right my lab we I, I we're already almost to an hour and a half i know it's late in india i do want to ask what would be your advice to i actually have two questions because i want to end with your uh, if you risk nothing you risk everything i want you to kind of summarize that for me so I'll, I'll tee that up but before that if you were to give advice to someone in the poker world right now let's just say they see they find you they're watching game of gold they, 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 they watch some WSP footage and they're like, wow, I want to be like Nikita. I want to, I want to play poker for a living, travel the world, play for millions of dollars, play on TV. What is your advice and your disclaimer sort of to, to, to encourage, but also get, you know, be careful. What, what's your message to someone trying to get into poker right now? They get into poker from the, uh, like, uh, yeah, so like someone, someone like just discovers poker. That's got a nine to five. And they're like, you know, I, I never really played. I want to learn. I want to kind of do it maybe part-time segue into it. How would you, how would you encourage them, but to be careful, but also take risks. Cause it's sort of like you say, if you risk nothing, you risk everything, but that's also dangerous. You got a wife, two kids, you just hop into poker and start playing and it can be, you know I mean? There's, it's not that simple. So like, give me a, give me a poker version of, uh, yeah. So some simple things I, I would tell you is that you make a trade off. So if you have, uh, say a uh, weekend, a big weekend plan, uh, weekend vacation. You use that budget to uh, invest into tournaments, which is basically your entertainment budget. Yeah. So you don't go over because you're just starting out. So don't go over what is easily affordable. And it also kind of, you're basically substituting entertainment for entertainment, but you choose poker. So I don't know if this advice resonates, but this is how I w- I started telling a lot of my friends who were playing. I would say, you know, instead of going out uh, drinking on a night, use that money and play online. But don't use money that you don't intend to spend. No. Uh, so as if you're starting out, uh, that's especially true for live poker. So treat it as your vacation initially. Enjoy it. Uh, don't worry about... Uh, Definitely don't go over your bankroll. Uh, and number two, it I would say that 
do your work or do the work off the table definitely study look at streams there's so much content so much free content don't just show up and expect to really crush it without any context <laughs> and uh, there are a lot of people everyone you're playing is probably more uh, you know who's 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 studying who has an idea who has some experience so if everyone is improving you also have to put in the work you don't just there to gamble and if you're there to gamble that's fine also um i don't think sorry <laughs> thank god this is not pre recorded i'm completely not sure of what advice to give <laughs> that's no i i that's yeah. No, I, I think that's great. That's great advice. It's also because yeah. it's. I think there is some responsibility as an ambassador, right? You represent a site. You people, you know, because again, it's like you're sort of just living your best life, and you're 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 also, I think, encouraging and helping people, or maybe find a new hobby. But there is some responsibility about being responsible because you can get, you know, caught in no man's land where you're like playing and losing and just thinking it's like playing, you know, blackjack or whatever. There is actually a skill game, and you can do very well. But also, there, there's 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 the other side of that. You just don't want to hop in and just go go crazy and just start, you know, thinking that it's like you just get ace king and play it hard and you're gonna win money or get aces and like it's you know what I mean there's there's a lot to yeah. very intricate game of course and then closing closing off here if uh, you risk nothing you risk everything give me sort of a, I know this is a full TED talk as we mentioned here and you and this is you can go and watch this we can put that link in below as well in the the video here but uh, what what is the this 15 minute talk that you did, give me, give me a one minute or 30 second sort of quick highlight of how that, that is what that is yeah. and, and, and why that's important to you. Some of it is what uh, we actually spoke about earlier about, uh, you know, doing your bit and not being attached to outcomes yeah. and realizing that everything in life is in probabilistic nature, even in business, you start any business or you're, uh, trading stocks or anything that you do, startups, everything, if uh, a restaurant, everything has uh, you know odds of succeeding or failing. So just there are things that are not in your hand, and as long as you can do the best with whatever you, resources you have, and uh, that is definitely one thing. And the other thing is that if you risk nothing, you risk everything because you are living inside your comfort zone. Growth begins outside your comfort zone so you have to push the envelope you have to see how far your potential can take you if you're comfortable you're doing something wrong because no you not only are you stagnant you are automatically regressing because the rest of the world is progressing and in relation to the rest of the world you are going backwards and comfort is your biggest enemy because uh, there is no actual happiness and comfort as well because the human spirit yawns evolution it yearns progress so you have to keep getting uncomfortable keep pushing your boundaries uh take risks try a lot of things see what works that what doesn't work and human brains are self-learning mechanisms like you know you will learn what works what doesn't work for you there's no one size fits all it's a different personality different requirements for everybody and you are you are the only person who can figure out what is your curated uh, path in life that really what is your GTO optimal strategy nobody else can yeah. tell you that and you have to keep playing the game to know what your optimal strategy is if you don't play you you will never find out well said that's a great walk off I love that that's a that's a very powerful message and I said last question but just as a fun one tell me your favorite poker stop you've ever been to and also your favorite city that you've been to two separate things for poker trip that you've been to and your favorite uh just city to go to in the world 
it's very strange i'm very uh, long ago i went to this place called new caledonia it's a tiny teeny tiny island off the coast of australia and it's magical it's straight out of a fairy tale um i when you go there your vision changes from 240p to 1080p hd wow. 4k like because it's everything is the blue is so blue and it's wow. every shade of blue the green is so green and the birds are so bright and you're like oh, wow. am i tripping that's <laughs> you cool. know that's super cool it's, it's so beautiful and just this tiny quiet island and you go play poker and there's like just big windows looking over the ocean and it's it's absolutely unreal if it was more accessible it would be a very very popular stop but it's obviously off the coast of australia it's very very hard to go there i was invited for an event so i had the fortune uh, to be able to go there so i would definitely say that was my favorite stop and favorite city i would say Barcelona. It's so much fun, so lively, so all sorts of things to do. Uh, great poker stop too. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that, that is. Those are two great suggestions. Well, Nikita, I do appreciate you coming on. This has been a pleasure to catch up. I wish you luck on Game of Gold. I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna watch episode three today, which came out. This will get released uh, yes. here, and hopefully uh, you I'm win four hundred fifty six thousand. I know uh, we can't spoil it, <laughs> give it away, but that's uh, that's an exciting sweat. And uh, I look like someone who's won four hundred and fifty-six thousand. You do look seem very happy. You, you do seem happy. I don't know, but that's—I think that's normal. We we uh, so I don't think that's a giveaway. But yeah, we're we're excited to have you on. Thank you so much, and we'll be watching along on that. And and again, where can people? What's the best way for them to follow along with you on socials? Uh, Instagram is Nikita Luther. It's my name everywhere. Nikita Luther on Twitter. Uh, Nikita Luther on Instagram, and I think. I, I I'm basically more most active on Instagram and yeah it's you can you can find a lot of uh, about me and my personal uh, uh, stuff over there get to know me better and I would love to have you guys there and honestly Jeff it's always fun talking to you thank you so much and you bring such great energy and uh, I, like I said I love the work that you're doing great content thank you uh, for having me at uh, really, really cool things for me to learn as well through this chat. Uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I, well, I said, that, it's a Twitch streamer in me. I, I can't. I like that's what I said. I don't want to steal your podcast, but I do feel passionate. No, I think we, there's like this this sort of uh, same same type of learning, right? It's like always to me. What I love most about the podcast as well is like it is a way to talk to these 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 very interesting people and that, that also have similar sort of struggles or realizations. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm like a lot of times I'm asking questions too and learning, like trying to understand how, you know, how many tables do you play at a time when I ask like these, these crush these online guys. Cause I'm like, in my head, I'm like, are, are they doing, are they playing 12, 14 tables or do they really yeah. focus playing on four? Like what's no, the, you know, what's the formula? They're very pertinent, very pertinent questions, very pertinent reflection. Growing the game of uh, the beautiful game of poker is as important as you know being a good poker player, and so yeah, it's definitely something we, somebody needs to crack. And I'm I'll be watching you closely. I love it. I love it. Well, we're doing our best. Uh, it's it's enjoyable and and keep uh, being a light in the poker community. And uh, I actually had an idea. I was thinking because I haven't streamed on Twitch in so long. Like I said, with um, you know, just not doing poker in the U.S. and just focusing on the podcast and the once a week GG Millions, but. I was yeah. thinking it could be fun. I, I don't know the actual, I think the the release time of the shows is like 6 a.m. or 
7 a.m., something very early, I believe, Eastern, but it would be kind of fun. I'll maybe ask GG if I could do it to like when the premieres, it'd be kind of fun to like have it up and have like a guest on from the show, maybe. I mean, obviously, as there's some eliminations, right? Because it would be um, probably better that way or or maybe it doesn't matter, but it'd be fun to like watch it, the premiere yeah. with someone who was on the show and just sort of like watch it and then randomly talk a little. I don't know. I'm going to I'm going to think about that. I don't know. That time is very early, though. I think it's like six in the morning, um, the release. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. That I could be fun. Like, yeah. Won't you miss all the comments? Uh, like the, the reactions are the best part, right? So I think if you're talking over the reactions, you might miss some of the stuff. It's more like just you guys are watching and sort of chiming in and. But that, but that's what I'm saying. Like we could, it, like let's just say, for example, you were on and we were doing the the game of gold. Like it do, actually doesn't even have to be necessarily live, right? Like you could like watch it and people could tune in or not. I guess you run the risk of the spoilers though if people are on Twitch and it's already watched it. So it would be cool to like watch it in real time. But you could, yeah, it wouldn't be. It would be more just to watch and like just sort of make quick, not like talk over it, but watch it. I, just, I was just thinking like a premiere aspect of it. But yeah, I'm yeah. not sure. I just think it's. It's very fun, right? It's 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 uh it's exciting. So I'm I'm just thinking it's about really it. exciting, yeah. Yeah, it is it is cool. Well, again, congrats on all the success. Keep keep crushing it. We'll be looking out for you and we'll see, Thank you. see you very soon. So best of luck and uh Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Nikita. Bye.